It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, scientists from the National Institutes of Health are getting royalty payments from pharmaceutical companies and other private companies. Uh, It's a practice that's happened for decades. Uh, No accusations of any wrongdoing other than are we doing this the wrong way. Now there's a new push to open the book so we can see who's getting paid for what and where those conflicts of interest might be. Really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Adam Angievsky, uh, who is the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com, a nonprofit that investigates government spending at every level. Uh, and uh, we are a group that believes in transparency and shining light is the, uh, the best disinfectant. And uh, Adam, thanks for joining us today. Well, it's great to be on the program, Boyd. Thank you very much for having me on. Well, wonderful. Let's dive into this uh, because this is one of those areas where, again, as long as we've got transparency, we can work it through. But kind of give us how this came to your attention uh, and what is it actually that you're looking at? Well, we had noticed that back all the way back in 2005, so 17 years ago, that's the last time there was transparency on the Institute of on the National Institutes of Health, NIH, on their royalty database. Here's what it is. It is payments from third parties, think pharmaceutical companies, back into the agency at NIH and at 1,700 scientists. And so the payments enrich the agency and its scientists. Every single one of those payments could be a conflict of interest. So we filed a Freedom of Information Act request for the database. This was eight months ago. NIH refused to even acknowledge it. They never responded. So we sued them with Judicial Watch in federal court. And the case moved quickly. We won, and on judicially mandated production, NIH admitted to holding 3,000 pages. Nobody knew the size and scope of this practice. Turns out we're able to estimate now it's $350 million that flowed back into the agency from, think, Big Pharma Mm. over the course of the last 10 years. And its leaders were getting the royalties as well, which calls into question the whole program of giving royalties. Because, Boyd, as you know, every year NIH doles out $32 billion in grants. That's taxpayer money to the entire industry. Now we know that every 10 years, hundreds of millions of dollars is flowing back the other way, enriching the scientists, its leadership, and NIH itself. Oh, so many thoughts. So many thoughts. <laughs> uh, so, so as we look at this, uh, and again, I think for – for the average listener, for most of us sitting here, just that just doesn't sound right. That doesn't smell right. That doesn't taste right, uh, probably because it's not right. Uh, so how, how do we get to that kind of transparency where, where we can at least know, okay, this, this pharmaceutical company is giving royalties back to this person who works at the National Institute of Health. Uh, they maybe have a little bit of an incentive to you know, push that particular procedure or that particular remedy for something. Uh, how do we actually get to that point? So the only way to get to that point, Boyd, it's an excellent question, is quite simply to be able to follow the money. So I can tell you on top line numbers 
that $350 million over 10 years was the gross amount of the royalty payments. But here's the thing. And I, and I can also tell you that there's 1,700 scientists' names in the database. But what I can't tell you is how much each individual scientist, including Fauci and the former head of NIH, Francis Collins, received. I can count the number of royalty payments, but they blacked out, they redacted the amount of the payment. And furthermore, they blacked out and redacted the third-party payer. So if it's a pharmaceutical company, I cannot tell you the name. We don't know who paid $350 million worth of royalty payments. Wow. All right. Now, we, we know that this was the subject of a congressional hearing this month. Uh, did we learn anything from this, or was this more uh, not a hearing, uh, more just a speaking from uh, members of Congress sitting on the dais? Well, so 36 hours after our report launched at OpenTheBooks.com, it led to five minutes with the acting director, Lawrence Tabak, in the hot seat, five minutes of questioning about these royalty payments. And finally, at minute four, he confessed that every single one of those payments could have the appearance of a conflict of interest. Exactly what we're saying. So we've called on the National Institutes of Health to open the books to show us exactly who's paying how much to each of the scientists. It is the only fair way to debate this issue. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the what are the next steps? Uh, what what happens next in terms of actually getting the books open uh, so we can actually see what's going on, how the money's flowing? As you said, following the money usually gets us to the right space in terms of what is actually going on in terms of influence peddling or, uh, you know, the wealthy and the well-connected getting more wealthy and more well-connected through these kinds of processes. Exactly. So we're going back into court. Our lawyers are judicial watch and we're going back in to unredact all the redactions. And and that should be a knockdown drag out fight because NIH is certainly acting like they have a lot to hide in the in the congressional hearing. The acting director that Lawrence Tabak, he said that there's nothing to be concerned about because we have firewalls. (laughs) I mean, I'm not buying it. Three hundred and fifty million dollars over 10 years enriching the agency who has a vested interest in keeping hundreds of millions of dollars flowing. And, and they dole out $32 billion a year in grants. I want to see who's paying the royalties. We already have captured who's getting the grants. I want to put the two databases together. That's right. Yeah, that is the ultimate. And if, if we can connect those dots, uh, the magic of transparency will take place. And we can do it. Our auditors at OpenTheBooks.com, we are forensic auditors. We are data scientists. Let me tell you, even to get the top-line numbers, off of these horribly redacted production from the National Institutes of Health took our data scientists. If we didn't employ data scientists, I wouldn't even have this story for mm. you here today, Boyd. Wow. Wow. That is uh, that is just stunning. And again, this is one of those uh, we started the show today talking about trust in institutions of government. And this is one of those things that just undermines trust uh, where there just seems to be uh, this kind of collusion. Uh, and again, we don't know who did what. Uh, many of those should be, you know, could be absolutely straight up, right on. But we, we have to know. And in the absence of that, that you, trust continues to erode. Do you have time for an example? Please. Great. So back in 2005, as I mentioned, the Associated Press got the whole unredacted database so they could follow the money. And right off the top, they exposed a scandal. And it was Dr. Anthony Fauci in 2005. 
they discovered he received $45,000 worth of royalty payments for an experimental age drug, a drug that was funded with $36 million of U.S. taxpayer money. Fauci's the head of an institute at NIH, obviously very powerful, can direct funding. His name's on the patent. He's receiving royalties as the U.S. taxpayer funded this thing for $36 million. And even after, it was, uh, even after he was receiving royalties, taxpayer money continued to flow to continue to enhance the drug. So Fauci upfront admitted that it was a conflict of interest, and he said he would donate. Trust me, I'll donate the payments, the royalty payments to charity. That was the answer. Wow. That uh, that is stunning. And so where do we go from here? What should we be watching for uh, in the coming months? So we were able to forecast 350 million over a 10 year period because NIH has produced only 1200 pages out of the 3000 pages. We're getting 300 a month. And on that basis, we're able to forecast the largesse. Every single month, we get new production, 300 new pages, and we're going to be able to, to expose a new investigation on that production every month. So stay tuned. These things, we've put together some of these preliminary numbers on what we can figure out. It is absolutely stunning what's going on in this program, and it's all funded by your tax dollars at NIH. It's a federal agency. They're running this program. It's absolutely stunning. Wow. Adam Angievsky is the CEO and founder of OpenTheBooks.com. This is an important conversation in transparency uh, and what happens in this. Uh, Adam, we'll have you back as this continues to emerge. But thanks for joining us today and giving, this, giving us the update. Thank you, Boyd. All right. Uh, that is a man. That is a head scratcher for me. Uh, that is one of those things that undermines trust. If you have someone who is over an agency directing billions of dollars in research to pharmaceutical companies and then is getting royalties back uh, on those same drugs and medications. That's a trust problem. we got to get it right. All right, we'll step aside for top of the hour news. Much more to come. Hour number two of Inside Sources coming up on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.